0: Hi everyone, my name is Vincenzo Di Maria, and you're listening to God
1: Talks, wg T. Hi everyone, and welcome to this new episode of God Talks, Double T. This is the continuation of what we've already posted. So just to put things into perspective, each part that is released is focusing on a specific question or topic so you can listen to them individually. But of course, it's always better to listen to the full thing to get the full picture. But anyway, let's get going with Vincenzo Di Maria. What are the main challenges you're finding when you're, you wanna, I'm gonna call it your services, but it's more about adding value and supporting customers and prospects in their challenges?
0: Yeah, in our conversations with clients, prospects, everybody's looking for some sort of change to happen, whether it is a tiny improvement to their sales process, whether it is a radical change in the way services delivered, whether it is changed by introducing a new digital element, or is about change, about removing stuff from their service that got like a patchwork of too many elements and now they need to simplify and make it clear to the people. So we're trying to understand what, what do we need to change and what is the desired impact that we're looking at? What is the effect? of these changes. And we can do this in different ways. First of all, we need to understand what needs to be changing, because uh, when we got clients to come with us with, with the final solution, I need a chatbot. I need, And we don't work specifically in the digital space, sometimes we need a kiosk, we need a different queuing system in front of the ticket office, or we need a different training for our employees that, that could be as well, looking at the backstage of the services. The idea of what doesn't need to change is like, what, why do you need to change? And I would say is that an individual, a person, or an organization will change whenever it's ready to change. Some people trying to anticipate that change and they're trying to nudge and foster the change to happen. So we need to help them to go. Maybe, maybe there is a trojan horse inside the organization, maybe sitting in the HR department or the marketing department is trying to make innovation happen, to try to make the organization work more collaboratively. So at the point, our the request from the clients is, can you help my organization to be more creative to increase the creative confidence of the employees? How do we do that it's about changing something, whether it's changing your internal policies, change the workspace where you actually work, creating more time for innovation or for this sort of opportunities so its it's about changing something and and you need to understand what to change it's It's like being a doctor, you need to do the MRI you know you have to have the full spectrum of the organism. And then say, oh, what's, what are we going to be changing? I use a metaphor talking about service design, which is this service acupuncture, which is about you, you cannot chop off arms and replace organs uh, because that's quite aggressive and quite expensive. So it's about understanding where change needs to happen. And sometimes small changes to release that energy and making a big difference. So in consulting, it, it's all connected. So they come to us as oh, you're a consultant, you're a designer can you make change happen for us? And it's like, okay, let's start discovering what kind of change you need. And most of the time, it's uh, it's not even, you know, I have a joke that says when, when a client's come to us and, and ask for a light bulb, they say, how oh, many designers you need to change a light bulb? And the answer is, Does it need to be a light bulb? Can it be something else? So are you sure you need a chatbot? Are you you sure you need a social media campaign? Are you sure you need that event with 300 people where you do open innovation? Are you sure you need that? What, What change would you like to see in six months, 12 months down the line? So how can we help you enable and support and sustain that change over time? That's always our job. But it always starts with a bit of understanding if that's a real problem. Uh, We're trying to get different perspectives from stakeholders, from customers or from thieves in the case of the bikes and see the problem from different points of view to see the full complexity of it. At that point, we can build together Okay, what's what's a good strategy to change something? Should we change the copy of the service? Should Should we change the actors and the behaviors of people working within it? Should we stop having a physical shop and just go digital Should we change the way volunteers are operating inside the museum with school kids when we have big groups? Those are the things we really ask ourselves. And that's the creative design action take place, which is about, okay, how do you change things? Oh, you create new artifacts. You change the order of things in a journey of the customer. How do you improve the hospital waiting room system for patients that really worry about their relatives in the surgery room? how do you use design to make people feel more confident and comfortable and secure? And, you know, that is that is the tweak. That's where design in terms of creating new stuff and the, the look and feel of things comes handy. But it is a result of this first investigation and discovery phase
1: we're gonna use the same uh, jargon that you're using so you diagnose initially right what's happening which is mm-hmm. it's very challenging also to make your prospects right aware of why you're doing that before jumping into you know kind of fixing the symptoms or whatever that may be and then you work on the experience and so on as well per se right in a certain way so i just want to ask you if you know you shared a story about uh, the thieves and the stealing mm-hmm. of the bikes do you have a story where let's reverse it you would have done something differently maybe in your approach
0: you mean in um going ahead with the creative mm-hmm. side without mm-hmm. without the research first of course clients come to you and they ask for results. They ask for the effects. And when you say you cannot have these effects without changing something in the way you provide the service, in the way you work and operate, they go like, no, 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 we just want the change. Don't touch anything. Don't change anything. We just want something different, but don't change anything. And you're like, "Uh, you cannot change your clients. You you, You cannot change the system. You can only change your position in the system, and the system will reorganize organically around your new position. But that's always the request can you make change happen without changing anything this it sounds very sicilian because i'm from sicily you know sometimes we change everything to let everything stay as it is but it's not like this i mean we cannot really get our clients to buy more of our products and services without first challenging the way we operate and we deliver our products and services and i say is that the backstage and the front stage of a service experience they are connected by invisible wires, if you want to have the maximized effect in terms of customer experience, if you want the best possible user experience there, you need to change something in the backstage. You need to add personnel. You need to improve the usability of your digital touch points. You need to have more coherent communication across touch points and channels. So that's, I know this gets quite jargony, but um, it has happened sometime where people didn't have budget for research or... They had already done their research, which it's mostly quantitative and numbers and analytics about how many clicks will go on the website. And, and it's really hard to get to the why question you were referring to. It's like, okay, you want to change because you see people behaving weird, like a lot of people, adding products to your shopping cart, but they're not finishing the purchasing product. So you know that there is a problem. And you ask us to come in and change people. We cannot really go there and change the customer. We need to understand what's happening in the head of customers and why a lot of them are not finalizing the purchasing process. At that point, we need to try ourselves, which is a way of uh, mystery shopping. So, And then we have our own expert view on it. Then we start shadowing people or interviewing people about their own experiences. Why do you stop here and try to get their motivations that sometimes are strange, sometimes are very valid. Uh, sometimes are unique. Like, oh, I use the shopping carts as a wish list. So when things get discounted, I get a notification. And I, at that point is when I buy it. And you're like, ooh, the time wasn't expecting that. So even if you don't sell research as research, you can also start prototyping, which is another way of investigating concepts. I mean, the hardest sales in a design process generally are the sort of, let's meet the people, the real people. Not just the chairmen, the chiefs, and the key stakeholders who already have their own idea around what needs to be developed. But let's meet real people, real customers. That's harder, especially for some corporates that are very strict when you talk about insurance, when you talk about banks, when you talk about going out and talking to the real customers is oh yeah but we have our inside team is already providing you the mps results can you just read them you say no i want to i need to talk to people about why they chose you why they're using the service what are the struggles they're having and maybe i want to talk to them as well about their previous experiences using other services and they'll go like well why do you need all this information that. let's make the conversation richer that let insights emerge Sometimes with the service safari which is taking research to different service, which is not the industry or the field of what we're studying, to look how different services operate to see if there are dynamics that we can replicate and borrow to improve the service. And clients were like, wow, I never thought about that. That's cross pollinating industries and copy pasting something from a different service. So this is where design and creativity can aid to research. Then I should say that designers traditionally like clients, are very solution-oriented, solution-focused. So I would say we're not the best researchers. I mean, I met researchers that do that for life or for work, and they're very analytical and very scientific in the way they conduct research. They have structured frameworks. And when you go into qualitative, more visual, more visually documented type of research, we're trying to borrow from ethnographic research, but we don't spend weeks or months living with the customers. We try to give them, okay, can you create cultural props, which are elements that we give to the people to try things themselves. Like, can you keep a diary? Can you send me a picture every day of your fridge, of your rubbish, so I understand what you consume? So it's it's about user-generated contents and be creative because we always have very little time and resources to do this phase. So we need to be extremely creative on how we facilitate it. Why do we do this? Because if you don't understand how people leave work, BA think we cannot ever generate any form of change. We can only change the shape of a product, but people will keep using it as they were using the one before.
1: Yeah, yeah, true. And you know, large organizations and so on. Also, it's very a hard sell in that way. And you're not trying just to sell service. You're trying to actually make. I'm not going to use the word facilitate because it's just mm-hmm. not to confused. But make your work more valuable in a certain way and their money spent in a better way. But the best part is if you got all the interviews and so on planned, for example, and then you feel that there's, I think trust plays a key role here. They really need to understand why you're doing this. And, you know, again, with all the privacy and GDPR and whatever issues, Mm -hmm. I mean, yesterday I had a call like for an insurance thing and the guy was just reading, imagine like paragraph long sentences to make sure you understand the privacy policies and things like that. It's just like, are you kidding me? But I think, you know, we need more of a balance in this uh, world of regulations we're living in as well from a customer's perspective too. It is. Uh,
0: and I could say as well, Working in the past, I worked with vulnerable people. It's hard to see, but thieves sometimes are vulnerable people, are people with mental disease or problems. Or if you work with young kids or with adults, with people who suffer Alzheimer's. You know, in the UK, they ask you for a CRB check, for a criminal record check, because you need to be a good professional, but also a good person to be working and be exposed with these vulnerable people. And it's interesting because if I think, once a client asks us to go and talk with the hidden customers they had, and they're like, who who are they? And we're like, we don't know. How do we find them? We don't know, go and find them. You're like, okay, who, who are these hidden customers that don't want to show their edit? And we need to go and dig. So it's, it, the customers want, I mean, our client wanted to know more about their hidden customers. Talking about social services, you can talk about, you know, homeless people or people kind of disappear from the society right there. And it's like, oh, we want to know how to be better public services and serve also those people. You know, homeless people, they have some services and rights and money that they could get, but they're not even claiming for that. Why? Why is that? If you're the government and you need to provide support and assistance to vulnerable people, but these vulnerable people are making themselves hard to find. Can you go and find them? And you're like, okay, that's a, not an easy task. So you need to spend time to detect the hidden needs and invisible needs invisible people. We did this work with homeless people back in... I had a student from Delphi University was doing his thesis on a project called Homeless SMS. He's um, a Korean student, actually, today living in Eindhoven. And um, it's interesting because we have to spend a lot of time on the ground talking with homeless people. And you cannot go to homeless people asking, hey, why don't you have a house? That's a stupid question to ask an homeless person. So how do you facilitate that sort of conversation? I remember we printed postcards and we are like, from secondary academic research, what are the main reasons why people end up in on the ground, living on the streets? So with these postcards, we put them on the floor, we start offering them some water, maybe a beer, and sitting there next to them, spending some time with them, but closer to ethnography, really. And then we put these cards uh, in a, I know that every story is unique and you may have like your own special story. Uh, these are the five six common situations, why people end up in the streets, what is true for you if you need to put in order. We use card sorting, which is a technique that we use for designing website or designing better services and experiences. So we use it as a research prop. So, and then there were assigned blank postcards where people could say their own things. But that was a way to open up conversation and gain their trust. Because we're trying to understand their specific situations. I think when you pay attention to people, that's where they open up. And that, that's an art. As I say, facilitating, interviewing, even listening, your deep listening capacity, it's an art. It took me a long time to develop that because I'm a very Italian-talkative person. So sometimes I had to shut up and just listen, open mind and let the people speak.
1: This is the end of this short section of the episode. Watch out for the next release.